He'd gone to prison because the people that were in the house were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. When we went inside, it was like a museum for the sick, like just beyond imagination of how scary it was. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Ho, ho, ho. What's going on, guys? Hope you're having a great week getting ready for Christmas. What a great time of year. I love me some Christmas. Hey, so I just got done with an incredible interview with just a really cool guy. I really like this guy. Um, and the more I get to know him, the cooler I think he is. So his name's Chris Richter. And I just wanted to jump in here real quick and let you know that after the interview was over, we kept talking. And I actually um, I hit record right after we because I was like, oh, this is good stuff. I, don't know. I just wanted to record. I, was, I like recording stuff, right? So um, I kind of like the after stuff just as much as um, when we were actually recording. You guys are going to kind of hear us talking just like... It's interesting when I record with people, sometimes they're, uh, they're always really real and genuine or whatever. But then after I... They were just talking. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah. And center, I thought it was kind of an interesting conversation as well. Um because he didn't really talk about what it, what he does, like what it costs and stuff. But then at the end, he started talking about what it costs. And then I don't know, just got done, got into some details. You might hear some kind of behind the scenes of some things I'm thinking, some of like what he's thinking, what he likes to do. So anyway, I want you to know that I uh, left that in there. Um, I'm going to have Kyle leave it in there and you guys can listen to that too. So just wanted you to know that you can keep listening if you want to hear the behind the scenes. That's your gift for Christmas. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Actually, we're gonna, I'm not going to talk to you soon. I'm going to talk to you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the one, the only, Mr. Chris Richter. Hey, hey, what is going on, House Flipping Nation? I hope you guys have had an incredible week. Hope you're getting ready for the holidays. It's going to be... A good one. I hear Santa Claus is uh, getting prepared and has a lot of houses for all you good um, and naughty real estate investors out there. No, I'm just so today we got a special guest. Um, Chris Richter is, uh, I feel like you're a good friend of mine. I mean, I don't know a lot yeah. about you, but that's good. <laughs> I feel the same, man. We're, we're all hugs here, so that's good. Well, we, we've been in this you know, mastermind group together um i've been in the group for about a year he's been in a little bit over that i think but uh you know we get up there and we all present and he's always showing his family and anyway i feel like we're close but then i'm like you know i don't know a ton about you so that's cool like i'm gonna be getting to know him as well on this interview along with you guys but i do know that he's a stud a great guy um it's a little different today because chris was an investor for about 10 years or so is that correct yeah, about 10 years. And then about a year ago, you started a, a data mining company. Is that great? Wait, did I say it right? Data mining company? Uh, it's, it, I guess, the, the an analytics company. What they would call it, yeah. It's like data analytics, uh, like predictive modeling, basically. What did you say? Modeling? What's that? Uh, predictive modeling. Predictive modeling. Oh, I like pop, that. Popular term for it, yeah. I love that. So, anyway, so it's going to be interesting um, to get into that. I mean, who wouldn't like to know a guy <laughs> that does that stuff and you help you mainly work with investors right i mean right now i do yeah that's your main yeah thing, so. it's, it's i work with investors just because i understand that uh i understand the environment and that's important so so he's going to give us some gold bombs on how you guys can like mine for data rather than just the standard things that you usually hear about right yeah yeah right. i'm happy to do that cool so let's wind back the clock a little bit though okay it's a little bit more your background and let's and then we'll take it from there 
Sure. Um, I guess that um, I, I, I went to school a long time ago for uh, for physics and uh, and math, and I graduated and I was an engineer for about five years, um, and I, I worked for uh, like uh, JPL and uh, Christopher Reese Foundation and NASA, and we did a lot of like uh, wow. you know um, research work for them back in the day, and um, I you know I had a, a great degree and. A couple of patents by the time I was like 22, um, and was doing really cool stuff. But yeah, I was I like, like you invented some things. Yeah, it was nothing, nothing very special or nothing uh, lucrative. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cool for that us. Cool. I mean, That's it solved awesome. some problems. Okay, cool. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I was an engineer and a researcher for about five years, and it was uh, I was broke the whole time because we worked on grants and. Uh, wow. I had friends that were in real estate, and they were making um, way more money than I was, and they'd all dropped out and didn't go to school and didn't work really hard. I, actually, I think they I think probably did. They probably <laughs> pretended they didn't, but they probably were working a lot. But you know, I was. Uh, but they were I making stuck. money while they were working, as to where you were going to school and working hard and not making money while exactly. you were going to school and working by going to school. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, even after I graduated, I was working. You know. Uh, I, I lived at work. I was working like, you know, 80 hours plus a week. Okay. Um, for anybody that's actually done that, it's um, pretty hard to actually just comprehend, like sleeping at work on a regular basis and showering at work and not wow. leaving work. Um, and I, I met some guys that were uh, flipping properties, and I was like, dude, like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you guys make way more than I do. Is that like, legal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that, is that legal? And then, of course, I read, uh, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all, all of the classics, and I decided that I should probably do real estate. And so that always blows my mind when I see someone who like went to school, got a good degree, and then there's like, oh, I'm gonna go do real estate or do this other thing, right? It's right. It's pretty. You wild. get out, and like you expect, like I mean, you have these society has these expectations that you're gonna, you know, if you, if you go to school and you follow this track, that it's gonna turn out like you know this, and then you get out, and it's. Dude, you did that really well. <laughs> you know, you get the pat on the head like, oh, you're a smart kid. There you go. You know, go find work. Here's a piece of paper. Good, good yeah. luck. Good luck out there. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, I, I bought a, I bought a, a course, a course. I went to a, a boot camp and um, I just bought in full. Uh, I actually, for, for what it's right, I, I left there and went to work in outside sales for about a year and a half, always knowing that I was going to leave. I just needed to save some money. So. Uh, I took a job at a pharmaceutical company, and I did that for a short amount of time. And when I had saved enough money, I left and uh, started uh, to invest in real estate. In my first two years, I just got beat down. Yes. Uh, I bought a whole bunch of materials. I bought a bunch of marketing. Uh, I had you know television ads and web ads and billboards and, and everything awesome. else. And we were door knocking. And everything that they said to do, I went out and did. And uh it worked, but it worked slower yeah. than uh, I kind of expected. Than you kind of expected. I, I love that you're saying that because I feel like most people are like, yeah, it took me a while to get going, but after six, 30 to 60 days, I got that $50,000 check and yeah, baby, <laughs> you know? And I'm kind of like, really? Like, Yeah, that was not my experience. My experience was like, I bought all these courses and spent all this money, and um, I still had all these bills. And I had like the sticker on the side of my car that said we buy houses. And, I, you know, I was doing the whole thing. And uh, I was like six months in before I got my first $8,000 check. And it took me like $25,000 to get that. Love that. Um, I don't love that, but I love that you're sharing that. 
Because that's think real. I mean, I think I think that, people, that's the real thing. Yeah, people need to hear that because I think that's when so many people quit and drop yeah. out. I think, oh, this doesn't work. You know what yeah. I mean? And it went, like, I mean, dude, my first year, I think that I made. Uh, I think that I spent. 40,000, which I basically took all of the money that I had and dumped it into courses and advertising, and I think that I made 30,000. See, and most people, when they're starting like a regular business, they expect that. You hear, oh, we became profitable in year two or three or four. But in real estate, for some reason, people expect to make money like month one and like make it rich right away. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, I think that there's some stuff that goes on in in, in the culture of, of investment or at least, you know, the... The, the training were, you know, these shady, expectations. Not shady gurus, right? It wouldn't be that, right? Well, I, I think, that, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, everybody sees the prize and they don't realize that, you know, if you want to get buff, you have to go to the gym every totally. day. Um, and If you want to get guns like Chris, then you got to work for them. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Math guns. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, yeah, it, it, took, it took a while, but we just hung out. And, uh, you know, I mean, really, it, it sounds crazy, but, like, you know, that first check that I got, like, even though it was small and it wasn't nearly what I put in, like, it just gave me so much belief that I was like, well, if I did that once, I can do it again. Yes. And then I did it again and again. And, like, the, even even my second year, we didn't make uh, – or I didn't make a lot of money, but I had replaced my income. Yeah. And, you know, then by my third year, you know, I went I – mean, my first year, I think I made, like, like I said, like twenty or thirty thousand dollars in the second year, I made like fifty, and then the third year, I made like you know, two hundred and fifty. Well, let's compare and, that to like your college education, right? How much did you oh, yeah. make in year one? Um, I think that I made like thirty-five thousand. Really? I mean, were you make were you go working while you were going to school? Is that what you're saying? Oh, you mean in school? I mean, while you were going to school, how much did you make year one? Right. Nothing, uh, right? I like mean, in friends or <laughs> see you hear my point though, right? Yeah, yeah. No. You spend in... it's so funny that you spend several years going to school and you don't plan on making money, so you don't care. Right. But then when you start real estate, you expect to make money right away. So it takes a couple years before you start to make a decent uh, income. I... And then all of a sudden year three or four you said you made like uh, you know, a, a multiple six figure income, quarter million dollars, yeah. whatever it was. And who makes that out of college after three or four years? Yeah, nobody. nobody, right? Anyway, it's just it's really interesting. I mean, we talk about that a lot on Amen a Millionaire, other podcasts as well, right? I mean, people, yeah. it's it's setting up. If you have the right expectation, if you have the wrong expectation, you're going to feel like a failure. and You're going to drop out. So it's important that you have that right expectation. So yeah, I, I think that as long as um, and it, it's so hard, right? Because it's a head game. Yeah. But I, I think that as long as you make the decision that you're not going to quit ever. You, you will be successful no matter what. I mean, like, I'm probably never going to play professional football. Man. But, you know, within within reason, I think that if you say, I think most people can do far beyond what they believe they can as long as they just decide that no matter what, I don't call, I don't stop. I, we just talked about that the other day. Making your, um, make don't making it an option. You can't let it be, your shoulds have to be musts. Like, you have to make it your yeah. duty, your obligation. You can't make it a, oh, we can try that. Because if you make it an option... We both know that it gets hard at times. Yeah. And you can duck out pretty easily. Yeah. So how did you t- okay, how did you turn it around though? Like I don't need to talk about that first. Um, Everyone talks about the first deal. Like, oh, I know how the first deal went. You did a bunch of crap, you won kind of finally went yeah. through, you made eight thousand dollars, boom. <laughs> how did you get to the point to where you started to systematize it and you started to do to where you're making like that multiple six figure income? What were some of the things you did in those first few years to get there? 
Um, I think that more than anything, I was willing to just try everything um, and really try it and then find out what was working. And what, what's working is always changing. Um, and so I, I think that just being willing to um, not be afraid. I, I shouldn't say that because that's stupid. Uh, what, what I should say is to be afraid and just go with it. Yeah, I like that. Um, and, and to just uh, you know try everything until something works. And then once it does work, systematize it. And um, missing an opportunity more than you fear the the fear. <laughs> totally. I just I just don't like not knowing, you know. Yeah, totally. And so, um, you know, I, I think you know, in, in 2008, things got extremely difficult. Uh, you know, my my life got extremely difficult because things fell off, and I had the. Uh, I was actually offered some some other jobs in in sales, going back, making a uh, you know six figures, and they give me a car. And at the end of the day, like I just can't. Uh, I'd rather you know die on my feet than live on my knees totally and so uh i I was like you know what like i'm totally broke and these guys are offering me this job and i'm just gonna have to pass on it because i can't quit like i'll quit what if if, you know if if i get back to where i should be i get earning and and making things and then i decide i want to quit then i can but i'm not going to quit like this yeah no i i love that i uh right out of college actually i dropped out of college but when i dropped out i was offered a sales job that would start at you know about a hundred thousand plus bonuses yeah. And I, I couldn't take it. You know, I talked yeah. to my wife. I'm like, you know what? Like you said, like I'd rather, do I do say, die on my feet? I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Yeah, yeah. And you're not talking about prayer, right? You're talking about just. <laughs> you're talking yeah, about, I know. <laughs> just, just to make it clear here, right? No, you're I don't know. Talking about just like, uh, just not very happy, not feeling fulfilled, and. Yeah, um, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Uh, you know, uh, a servant to uh, somebody else's vision. You know, yeah. I'd rather. I'd rather crash. You know, I'd rather. You know, know that. I did everything I could and crashed trying to get my own than to, you know, just, just, you know. I feel that same way. And we've had lots of ups and downs over the years. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. because Yeah, it looks like it worked out okay. Yeah, we're, and it's still working out, right? We still have ups yeah. and downs, right? It's just the numbers are a lot bigger now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but even now, with like the current market. I'm like, okay, I hope things don't crash. You know, like, don't right. get me wrong. Like, I am very careful with the way I invest. And I look at all these things and the people listening, they know that. But um, it doesn't mean, like, life is perfect. And every day I wake up, it's like, oh, no, there's still things that go on. So let's yeah. let's catch up more with, with the present yeah. and even the past, like, couple sure. years. Talk a little bit about your, your transition um, from from doing real estate to what you're currently doing. Let's talk a little more about that. Yeah, I um well, when when things got difficult, I had to find a different way to uh, operate, and so um, I, I started. I, I built out some. When I say I, I mean um, this like big Russian dude that I found online that was a brilliant programmer. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I you know kind of outlined what I wanted, and I had him build out some software that would go in and scrape the county, and we would go in and I would scrape uh, all of the records, all the court records. So I'd scrape the evictions and the divorces and, uh, you know, um, the probates and all of that. And then... You're uh, doing that in Seattle, correct? Yeah. When you yeah. say scrape, like, elaborate on that a little bit. Not everybody's as smart as you are. Um, well... Including myself. Yeah, what I would do is uh, I would just make a, a video, like a little Jing video on my yeah. computer. And I would record, I'd say, you know, this is how you go into the county records. And then i click on something. i just record exactly what I did. i say, this is what I do. You know, I want you to make a, a piece of software that, like, I just push a button every morning and it goes into the county and it tells me, 
you know, who had a power of attorney transferred to them? Was there a loan associated with it? Who has code bios? What property is it associated with? And then they would take all of this. And so I do code bios, POAs, uh, divorce. Those come from the courts versus the county. But I grab all these data points and then throw them into an Excel sheet. And then um, he would put that into my CRM, which is like a, I mean, you don't have to do all this, but he would basically put a link in there that went to Zillow so that, you know, at the end of the day, I'd open up my, and this didn't happen overnight. Uh, it was a process, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I think by 2010, I would open up my machine every day and I would have like a gallery and it would show me a picture of all the houses from like Google. And then it would say it had a code violation. It had a sewer lien. It had, you know, these people were getting divorced. And so I could click on the picture and it would tell me what was going on with them and then I could export all that and then just send them direct mail. Um, and then I started working a lot actually in vacancy too. Like I, I found out a way to buy uh, vacant lists and I built that in there. That ended up being uh, Find Motivated Sellers Now, which is what I built with uh, Kent oh, okay, cool. uh, a because couple years that's later. That's right. Yeah, and that worked out. But um, I know I just uh, hired some guys to... I found some guys that were willing to uh, work without me paying them uh, <laughs> to go door knock and get contracts. And, you know, I, I found that I was a lot better at the data stuff than I was at. So you dialed in on the best data you possibly could, then had people go and knock those doors because it was worth knocking because you took the time into dialing in on the best potential client that you possibly could. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so they were knocking, were you sending them letters and knocking doors and doing a multiple yeah. several things? Yeah, yeah. We sent out mail and then we, we door knocked them too. And I mean, a lot of what we did was, uh, you know, we'd hunt the uh, the people that were that were vacant where their mailing address was vacant. So if you'd send them something, it would bounce back. Um, we would, you know, totally like stalk them like Hudson Hawk, you know. We'd go and like uh, look them up on Intellius or wherever, go talk to the neighbors and, you know, do total Captain Creepo stalking and find people and say, hey, this place is vacant. You Can we stop? dive into that a little more? I know everyone listening wants to hear more about that. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, well, for for example, um, you know, if, if, if you have a, a vacant property, um, a lot of times, you know, you send a mail and it comes back and it says vacant. Yep. Well, that means that it's not the, the property address that's vacant. It's the owner's mailing address that's vacant, right? Okay. And so uh, if you have an owner's mailing address that's vacant, that means that even if people are sending them direct mail, they're not getting a hold of them. They're not getting it. Yeah. And so if you go on and, and you go on to like Intellius or something like that, or uh, if you have a good skip trace tool like a TLO or Accurant. Which Intellius, is, is that skip tracing? Is that, or is it different? Yeah, it's, it's a skip tracing for the common man, I guess, is uh, is what it is. It's, but is, you know, that, is that free or as to TLO? It's like 30 bucks a month or something like okay. that. Okay, so what's the difference between that and like TLO? A TLO is real. Um, I shouldn't say, I mean, Intellius works pretty darn good, actually. Yeah. Like, I, we used it for years, and okay. uh, I don't have anything they to say about it. It's great. Okay. A TLO is, is a far more uh, elaborate tool. It's much more like, you know, enterprise and... It's much more elaborate, but I think that for, for most people, there's nothing wrong with just going on Intellius Premier, and then, you know, you enter an address, and it tells you who the owner is, what all their possible addresses are, their relation, their, their relatives. Yeah. It gives you their relatives' contact info. So a lot of times, we would just find people that were missing in action and, you know, get in touch with their relative and say, hey, do you know where, do you know where Mike is? How did you go about getting in touch with them? 
uh, we could cold call them. So you just call them? Like- oh, yeah, we just call every single number. And, I mean, you know, you call 100 numbers and, and you get – you call 300 numbers and you get one deal, right? Totally. And you have a million people be like, no, no, no. And, and that's fine. That's great because we're getting closer to what we want. Yeah. And eventually somebody says, yeah. And you go down and you're the only person talking to them. And, uh, you know, that's a very easy negotiation <laughs> when yeah. you're the only one there. Especially when it, like, yeah, I guess it wasn't their house that was vacant. But obviously, yeah, no one's contacting them. They don't know what to do. They need help anyway. Because you've already, you've already focused in on a list of people that are probably going to be motivated. Yeah, and like I had, one. I, I had one dude that I found that was, uh, you know, he was a code violation. I drove it, looked at it, had a fence around it, had been abated, was boarded up, and uh, I was like, man, this is a great deal. I gotta find this guy, and uh, I looked around, and uh, I ended up calling his mom's house, and I was, I forget what his name was, but it was Mike or whatever, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for Mike, and she's like, oh yeah, he's right here on the couch. And so she hands him the phone. I said, hey, what's up, man? I said, uh, I saw that you own this property over here. He says, yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, would, would you consider taking a look at an offer? I mean, I realize it's not for sale, but, you know, if I threw something out there, could you could you take a minute or two and, and look at it? And, you know, maybe we could talk about it. And he was like, ah, maybe. I was like, all right, well, let's let's meet up. So I, I went down and, and sat down with him in, you know, this tiny little smoky house. And uh, he just got out of prison. Uh, he had gone to prison because the people that were in the house were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, which was awesome. When we went inside, it was like a museum for the sick. Uh, and there was all kinds of paraphernalia and uh, like just beyond imagination of how scary it was. But, you know, he sold it to me for 25000 and I sold it the next day for uh, like 50 something. Wow. And I didn't do anything to it. So that was okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge deal, but... Uh, well, it is your ROI and the speed of uh, right. capital. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to do anything. It was cool, and and we did that a lot. We did that a lot. You know, we we would go after like kind of the, the one offs, and so and that that evolved into uh, you know us data mining, and then you know eventually I started working on a lot lot larger sets, more with like you know enterprise level guys that are doing you know a hundred thousand mailers a month, and that's a really different different approach to data um than than the smaller sets so okay so that that brings us kind of to today yeah a a year ago um you know you were kind of doing both right how when did you start your um when did you start doing this service for other people um i started probably two years ago now so and Um, so a year into it you thought you know i i really love this data mining stuff and i could probably do it better if i just focused on this solely for other people yeah decided to go get into that full time yeah it's, i mean I, I i at the end of the day i like it more uh it's it's my favorite thing like yeah. if you know if, like somebody asked the other day i was like going through this thing um with some like some business training guys and they're like what would you do you know if you could do anything and i was like oh. well i am doing it like this is yeah. what i choose to do yeah and that is and, that the same guy kind of similar to what we <laughs> talked about our last mastermind meeting right it's like finding yeah. your genius zone right yeah. like most people spend 90 percent of their time doing what they don't want to do and 10% in their genius zone. But the goal is to be 90% in your genius zone. And every once in a while we do some crap that we don't want to do, let's be honest, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's all I'm, glad that he, I'm glad that he acknowledged that because I was like, I spend at least half my day doing something I don't want to totally. do. And I'm trying to change that. I would say <clears> I'm about, I probably – I love collectively what I do, but I yeah. don't love – my, I used to say I don't love 90% of it, but the 10% that I love makes up for the rest and retroactively it's all awesome. But 
I'm trying to change that after that meeting to be more 50-50, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I thought you know, he, was, he was talking about like 10% or was like, man, I'd be really happy with 30. If I could get down totally. to like 30, yes, I'd be yes. so amazed. Yeah, but I think that's cool that um, that you saw that and that you did that because a lot of people would think, oh, I got to do both. I got to do real, real estate, my own real estate business and um, do it for for other people. But you recognized I'm better. I can do it better for other people, and I can love what I do more by going into this. So real estate essentially provided you with this opportunity. Yeah, could you say? It provide, mean, yeah, it definitely. Like I, I mean, it's always funny how things connect. Like in retrospect, yeah. and it's Steve Jobs. Like you can't connect the dots in reverse. And like I wouldn't have thought that this is what I'd be doing um, yes. for sure. But like, and it was very, very difficult to like go of real estate um, because. Uh, it was my income. I mean, I've got a yeah. wife and kids, and and yeah. it was like it's like, dude. I mean, I don't. I'm not in love with this, but you know what? Like, I don't know how to replace this yeah. income. Yeah. And and it took a long time to get where I was. So I was like, uh, you know, it was it was it was hard. It was hard and scary. But at some point, I was like, you know, I gotta burn the bridge and, and see what happens. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So and recently, you've done that kind of to another level by bringing on a partner and going all out. Yeah, I did. I brought on. Um, I actually met him again through somebody in our, in our mastermind. Introduced me to him, uh, uh, and I, you know, I, at first I was like, "Man, like, could I? Is this, you know, can I afford this guy?" Um, and you know, do I do I want to do that? Um, but he, uh, you know, his name's um, Franklin, and he came from Facebook. He was a, a data scientist there, and. You know, he had, you know, been programming for 15 years. He's got a master's in statistics and patents and, you know, artificial intelligence and stuff. So uh, I, I was like, you were you know, smart until I met Franklin. Right. I, I, I love Franklin. He's almost hard for him. me to talk to because I'm like, dude, you're like on another level than I am. Just yeah, I feel that same way. When I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad this guy's on the team. I'm glad he's got a jersey on because. Uh, he's he's good at what he does, and we we've hired. Uh, we actually just got another data scientist, a junior data scientist, to him, and another developer, and so we're, um, you know, trying to make what we have better. That's awesome. Okay, so let's break it down. Like, what is it that you do now? For the record, like I kind of know, but I don't really know. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. I'm not getting paid anything. Maybe we yeah. should have talked about it. But I'm sure there's people out there who may want to use you know your service, and we appreciate you coming on. So let's. Oh, thank kind you. of share that with people and how that works. So I'm kind of curious too, actually. Like, yeah, um, we do um, basically demographic, psychographic, and geographic modeling. And, and uh, what we do is we take a look at a, some certain area, some geography. So San Clemente, uh, we look at that and say, okay, you know, here's a hundred thousand homes of these people, which are the most likely to sell the discount. And and then we just say, okay, you know, we we put statistics against that. We look at you know all the property characteristics we look at all of the uh you know person's characteristics how they act how they behave what they buy what they eat what they drive you know do they you know or or what's their net worth i mean are they are they an accountant or are they somebody that you know is living in mom's basement and you know drinking tall cans like we we try to understand that easy that you look into all that (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of information out there, and it's kind of like a little. It, it, at first, it's a little bit uh, unnerving to see how much is available, but you know, we buy all that, and then you know, there's. I was telling somebody the other day because you know we, we buy all this information, but there's a whole nother, uh, whole nother, you know, world of actually exploring it and making it useful. 
um, because it's, it's easy to look and be like, oh, I can see what this is. But, you know, the more that I do this, um, the more that I'm glad I have Franklin because <laughs> there's, you know, you could, you could hand somebody a book on judo, but they're not going to go wrestle with Martin, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we um, basically, we take a look at the whole geography and let's say there's 100,000 homes and we narrow it down and say these are the 20,000 people you want to talk to and this is how you should talk to them. That's awesome. So what, what I love about you, Chris, I mean, I've seen you straight up in front of a large group say what I do for people like isn't for everybody. Um, you, you're not people who listen to this podcast know that I don't bring people on just for like a sales pitch or something like that. Right. Yeah. I only bring, bring people on that. I know people personally that work with them or I work with them myself and I know it's a good service. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, yeah. Everybody has come from everybody that I I've never done any advertising. I probably should, um, but like everybody that I work with has come from a referral. Somebody asked me yesterday if they were like, "Do you have any, you know, information you can send me?" And I was like, "No, yeah, <laughs> I don't." Yeah. I I mean, like, I, I'm sorry. I I probably should put that together, but like, um, yeah, everybody that I mean, I I know everybody that I work with. Okay, so before we wrap this up, first off, who do you who are you looking to work with? And if they want to work with you, how, how would they be able to go about reaching out to you? And how does that, how does that happen? Um, I, I think that um, f- for the most part, um, we typically, uh, we, we work on a kind of we'll find you um, basis, which is crazy. But um, we, we generally reach out to people. Okay. Um, if, if people are curious. So we're doing um, like high volume. Is that what you're looking for? Basically? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, our, our, if you're doing more than 20,000 mailings a month or if you're spending more than 10,000 a month on pay-per-click, um, then, you know, we, we can, um, you know, really help you turn that dial um, okay. really, really well. So those but are the kind of the people that you're looking for. Yeah, I, mean, Chris, I feel you, like I'm trying to sell you, and you're like saying, "No, I don't know. We're not interested." Yeah, I mean, like really, like we uh, <laughs> we don't. Uh, our 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 model is not not growth. It's not volume. We're not trying to, um, you know, we're not we're not trying to um, take on a whole bunch of new people. We we like to work with people that are uh, experienced. Um, you know, if you're doing more than fifty deals a year, um, or if you're doing more than you know, if you're grossing over a million. Um, but for the most part, I mean, like, because part of it is really that, like, if you're not, if you're, if you're not doing that much, like, you'd be better off to, to, you know, I, I would just tell people, like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, if, if you're not doing pay per click, you should do that before you hire me. Okay. Um, if you're not, you know, if you're not doing like specialty lists, if you're not doing probate mailings, if you're not doing codes, if you're not doing that kind of stuff, like, you know, you should always spend your money there before, you know, coming to like uh, some enterprise because we, we help people scale. And I think that ultimately, like, just going to the courthouse and doing probate, code bios, sewer liens, tax liens, those kind of things that are smaller, more targeted lists, um, you know, that's that's the best place to start. But if, if you're already doing, like, if you're already doing all that and you're like, yeah, 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 I want to dump 50000 I'm going to be like, yeah, I can help you not mail 50000 to get the same results. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did yeah, yeah. you're going to mail 70000 I was like, no, dude, you're only going to mail forty five. Like, Awesome. Okay, cool. I thought, yeah, I'm, I, it's interesting. We didn't talk a ton before this, and yeah. I kind of thought, like, I know you mentioned, hey, yeah, I'd, I'd be on your, I asked if you wanted to be on, and you're like, yeah, I'd love to, but I thought, like, the whole, everyone always has a purpose why they want to do anything, right? And I thought yeah. your whole thing was you wanted to, like, let people know about your service, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm just happy to talk about, like, I, I like talking about real estate. I mean, and, and, like, if, 
if people want, they can go to, uh, I mean, I, we have a website at uh, Audantic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can just go to uh, Audantic, which is A-U-D-A-N-T-I-C uh, dot com. And, okay. you know, if, they, if they, there's a, a contact thing on there, and they can schedule a call to talk to us. Um, if they're doing a decent volume, we'll say. I yeah, know what it's like yeah. to have, you know, I mean, you don't have a ton of people reach out to you who aren't really the, what you're looking for, right? So, cool. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I don't want to, like, digress, but I feel like we need to go back to talking about real estate or something, man. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to, to do that. Like, if you just want to talk, like, honestly, like, I, I, I can talk okay, about... Okay, so like, you work with a lot of real estate investors. Right? Are you, <laughs> you work with the best of the best real estate investors, and you help them get deals. So yeah. why don't you give us a couple nuggets? I know that's kind of a vague question, but what are your, like, top tips you can give us in the next five minutes here? For people who are wanting to get started or take their business to the next level in real estate, um, I mean, you have that experience. You work yeah. with those people. What you What are you know, seeing I, out there? I, with, without sounding trite, I, I think that you know, uh, you know, Kent Clothier, who's my, uh, you know, was my partner and is a good dude. Like he, he said a long time ago, he's like, you know, treat your business like a business. Yeah. And I, I think that with people that are trying to transitions from being, you know, somebody that's doing one or two deals a month. Um, or that's you know trying to like work a lifestyle business, um, you know, going just going and, and you do. I mean, you're you're always talking about systems. You're like, dude, I just build systems, systems, yeah. systems. I think that that is really the difference between people that are struggling yeah. and people that are building a business. Is that it's truly just how they view it? Um, because like the guys that I work with, you know, like I can ask them about metrics. I can say, you know, what's your cost of acquisition in this media channel? What's your cost of acquisition for direct mail? What's your cost of acquisition for pay-per-click? What's your cost of acquisition for this? They know it's predictable. Yeah. So they don't wake up every morning with butterflies, like where's my next deal coming from? They don't get a big fat contract, you know, get a $30,000 assignment and the next day feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm going to get my next deal. You know, that which is I rode that train and it's extremely stressful. I find it so interesting when I hear people say something like, oh, there are no deals. You can't buy deals in this market. I'm like, that's really strange because Chris and I just got back from a mastermind meeting where there will be 12,000 transactions done in the U.S. this year. Right. Just yeah. amongst the people in that room. And I'm going to do 120 of them. You know, a ton of them. They're doing a ton and I could do twice that many if I really wanted to, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, hmm. But then as I'm doing the online business and I study other businesses, business is business. Business is not easy. It's It takes work. It takes an effort. It takes. It's not like just, oh, I'm going to go out tomorrow and get rich in this business, right? No, you've got to be yeah. a business person. And it could be real estate. It could be starting a restaurant. It could be online. It could be any business. Yeah. You've got to think like a business person. You've got to create the systems. You've got to know your KPIs. You got to know the the, exactly. the numbers that you got to hit, and then in real estate, especially, and just like at other markets, sometimes that changes up, and you got to change with it, right? So yeah, um, I guess in your case, you're more focused on the direct to seller, and that can kind of work around the clock. Um, yeah, well, I mean, but like as you're saying, like about like now working in certain markets, you know, if you don't think that it works in certain markets, or you don't think it works in your market. You know, just walk down to a local title company, walk inside, and ask them for a list of people that bought non-owner occupied properties. Because if they did, it works in your market. So you know, the question is, it's working for them. Why isn't it working for you? You know, and it, it does work. Yeah. You know, you just have to act like that other person. Well, I now have like over 500 coaching students, and I have several students in every single state. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's someone in every state doing deals, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like. 
Yeah. It works in every market. It's just you got to twist it for what works for you in your area. It's different for everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep trying. Don't give up. I mean, I think people try stuff and they're like, oh, it didn't work. I'm... Next. Or yeah. they try too many things at one time. You know, I was just talking to someone yeah. who was wanting to do real estate and online and like, I'm like a hundred things in each <laughs> one of them. And I'm like, have you been successful at one of these yet? No. I'm like, focus on one. They both work. I've been successful at both of them, but it takes time. But if you try to do two, try, what's the thing? If you try to case, chase two rabbits at one time, you're not going to catch any. Right? Oh, dude, look at it. I got that right here. Like that's. Dude, there we go, man. Yeah, man. So that's the first part of this, isn't that? Yeah, you chase two rabbits. Oh, I love it, man. There we go. See? So anyway, I mean, focus in. Surround yourself with the people who are doing it. You're you know, listening to the best podcast out there, House Swimming HQ. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but listen to the right people and keep pushing forward, and you'll be successful over time. It's persistent and consistent actions over a long period of time is what will get you there. So, All right, Chris. Um Man, this has been great. Really appreciate you coming on. Any Listen, like, thank you for having me, man. I'm I'm honored to be on your show, so I appreciate it. Do you have like one final word of wisdom? What's the one thing that you would say to aspiring people who are aspiring to be just like you? Not <laughs> who are trying to be successful in real estate, essentially. Captain the Chess Club. Uh, I, I guess that what I would say is, you know, stop making excuses and just go. Like if, if you're not if you're not dead, you ain't done. You know. Love it, man. Just, just shut up and move forward. Just shut up. Just shut show. up and go. <laughs> that is the best advice I've ever heard. I'm just kidding. All right, Chris. This is a former sales manager. So. I love it, man. I, seriously, though, like, just do it, man. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. All right, Chris. You're the man. Um, yeah, let me know if there's anything I can do for you, buddy. All right, Justin. Okay, we'll talk to you later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm happy to like talk about real estate. I don't have a whole, like, a. Uh, we really don't like. I, I don't like unless like I, I, we know who they are. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And it's Corey, cool. I mean, Corey Boatwright did ask the same thing, and I was like, dude, like, uh, we'll find you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And it's cool too because if there's that one guy out there who is that guy, he's going to be more interested in working with you anyway because he knows you're not like desperate to work with him, right? It may, anyway, I know you're not doing that. Maybe you are. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it helps too because I, I, we do get a lot of um, you know emails from people that are saying, hey, can can you do this? But you know. You know, I think that really we're, we're 12 a year plus the data is, you know, another six. I mean, people like fall over backwards when they see that unless there's somebody that is not a big deal to. And they're like, oh, yeah, OK, fine. When do we start? When can I have my data? And you're like, oh, I love you. Thank you. Yeah. What did you say? You're 12 a year. What did you say? Yeah, we're, we're our service is 12 per year per region. And then the data is probably another six annually. So just to get in is, you know, oh, 12,000 per year yeah. gotcha gotcha okay so you get twelve thousand to work with you and then the date is another six yeah and then um but that doesn't include or is that that is the that's the cost of the service or do they pay like that's for, the cost of us and then yeah and then they have to pay for their marketing and then they well they pay for their marketing but they don't pay extra like that's the total cost yeah that's the total cost yeah 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 and so for guys so that it are makes doing sense a- if they're doing a ton of volume yeah, if they're doing a lot of volume, it makes a lot of sense because we'll help them trim that off. Like I think you know, with like with Darren, we ended up saving him from the beginning, like fourteen thousand a month, and he was doing more deals. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so for for guys that are doing a lot of volume, it, it totally makes sense. But if somebody's doing like you know five or ten thousand, it's like I was saying, it's like I, I tell people all the time, like dude, you're better off to go like work a specialty list, you know, go go kill that, and then you know. Yeah, yeah, cool. What uh, 
do you only if someone's like in a certain area you can only work with like one person in that area right or yeah we only work with one person in each area just because i mean which really i probably should have rethought that <laughs> but yeah at the end of the day it's kind of a conflict of interest because we we you're so a, dialed in yeah we're super dialed in we and believe they're willing to pay more for it if they're the only one what yeah. are you pretty what areas are you pretty loaded in um, we are in, uh, we're in about 110 counties. So, um, and then they're all over that the place. That was a pretty vague, a pretty big question. Are you, I think you said you have a lot of counties dialed in in California or no? Yeah, we have everything ex- in California except for Los Angeles, which to be honest, I'm a little bit, uh, afraid of. Um, so, there's so many. Place. So many overlays, you know, you got developers and brokers and, you know, developers, brokers, wholesalers, investors, like there's so many people talking to all of these people um, that they're just so educated that it's hard to, you know, most of the people that I see transacting there um, are, and this is right after I said every people do deals in every market. Um, There's so many people educating them that the people that end up getting the deals, I think, are typically like developers or somebody that's actually going to do the project. Yeah, uh, it's just it's harder. I mean, like you know, in uh, I don't know, like you know, rural rural places or secondary markets, it's just easier to. Interesting. To and we've done we've gotten deals <clears throat> in L.A. We've done deals in L.A., but it is tougher. L.A., Orange County, and San Diego is a lot harder than like inland for us, yeah. for example. So, but you've tested those like L.A. It's just been tougher. I've never, I've never even done it in LA. Huh, interesting. Okay. I, I haven't tried to find anybody there. Um, I, you know, I talked to Coco and Gina, um, but they wanted to do like realty stuff. Yeah. And um, I talked to Jordan, but not. And because part of it is I'm, just, I'm kind of afraid to do it because I, I don't want somebody to be like, oh, we tried this and it was didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want like the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. We are, we're thinking about doing a lot more wholesaling next year like i do a ton of flips but it's just like we have so many killer wholesalers like in our group and over the past year i just learned a ton and we i've done wholesaling in the past i get i've got a team but i'm like okay how do i continue to maximize my profits and keep my risk low because i felt good this year i felt good last year about the market and yeah. then, but I'm like okay, but eventually I don't I don't know I don't have that. It's gonna do something. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. okay, when are interest rates gonna go up? When is you know? And I don't know. So I'm like okay, and then we've done a lot of out, out of state stuff, and a lot of it has been fantastic, but some of it hasn't been great. But collectively, it's been great, right? But yeah. I'm like okay, how do I kind of you like decided to focus on like one thing? Like how do I do less and do more? And I'm like, uh, like if I did wholesaling for a year and loved that, who knows? Maybe the next year I do almost all wholesale. I don't know. I mean, it sounds crazy. The rehab guy like turn into a wholesaler. I'm not saying I'm going to, but anyway, I might, I might be in touch with you. But if all of Cal, most of California's taken, I don't know if I'm going to do. I don't know. I might do other states. I'm open to whatever. So, yeah, we're you know I think that the majority, pretty much all of California that anybody would want to be in. Yeah. And even places they wouldn't want to be in, yeah. Uh, with the exception of Los Angeles, um, is, is under control um, from someone. You know, I'm looking a lot at some of the secondary markets, and I'm going to put out uh, some kind of report. And I, I might call Andy and actually ask him to help because he's good at working secondary. He's we're good at that remote stuff. Well, I'm pretty open that when we flip in several states, like flip flip, right? So I'm right. very open to doing um, wholesaling in a secondary market 
and maybe even I might do some flipping. I'm like addicted to flipping. Oh man, I gotta stop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's working. I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, when you were yeah, first yeah. talking about that, I was like, man, that's crazy. But then you were saying, that, I was like, ah, that makes sense. Okay, like I, I understand it intellectually how you do that. But I even here, I always did wholesale because I was so bad at managing uh, projects. Totally. Well, I don't have to manage them. So. <laughs> I know. I heard you say that, and I was like, man, like that's. If you smart. asked my team if it was easy, they'd be like, no, it's been really hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what we've done is this year we we probably got into more markets than we should have, but then we scaled back. And and we're scaling back, and now we know like what the best markets are for us. So we're like, okay, let's do these three to four markets next year. But then I'm also thinking, okay, like as we continue to, I'm always looking ahead. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? So I want to start doing some wholesaling, start building these buyers list. I don't know. I just see guys like Andy, like how amazing he's done, and I, you know, Sean Terry, and like all these guys in the group. Their guys are doing like hundreds of wholesale deals a year, and I'm like, yeah. hmm, you know, like that would be pretty cool to like. I'm taking Kale and moving him from project management so he can just focus on the whole marketing and wholesaling thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I'm always trying to think it's so easy to get stuck in what you're doing and not have an open mind. So I'm just trying to have an open mind to the, what could be done. Right. So, yeah, I, I always did wholesale. Like I, uh, I, I mean, I did, I, I flipped like, you know, I, I did some flipping, but for the most part, I'd say that 90% of what I did was wholesale. And part of that was because, um, I could make, you know, if, if I was going to do a flip, maybe I'd make 60. And if I was going to do a wholesale, maybe I'd make 30. Yeah, you make it a lot faster. You don't. It's it's immediate, and there's no risk. There's no money out. There's no management. And, and because of that, I, I was able to get far better at getting deals Yeah. because I wasn't focused on, you know. What else you were doing. Yeah. Here's what excites me the most is I can hire like a sales team and have some very, very solid, like you, like when you're flipping, it's hard to dial in on a solid, like, I don't want to say KPI, but like, what is your, you, like you were saying, they, they know like they spend this, they, they send out this much, they make this, this is what they make, right? Yeah. It's hard to do that with flipping because you're looking at things from like several months ago and the market's changing and all these things are going on. Yeah. But when I think about it, like I, I'm crazy, right? I like to go big or go home, right? I envision <laughs> when I started my satellite dish business, we got to the point where we had like six or seven people in a call center just like calling and making calls and all kinds of stuff. So I envision having like literally like this call center. <laughs> I love that about all you guys. All the things you guys are like that. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to do this. And like the speed limit was t- 20 miles an hour. So I decided I was going to go 130. Yeah. And you're like, yes. <laughs> But I'm just like, why can't I eventually have like this call center and hire sales guys around the clock that's like, okay, boom, we just spent, you know, a hundred grand this month, but we made like three hundred grand, right? Anyway, so I just think that'd be pretty cool. And wholesaling is kind of a way to do that. So I gotta, I won't just like jump ship from flipping. I'll probably be flipping for who knows forever. But I don't know. It's just kind of a thought. I want to get into wholesaling and see if I can prove some track get something proven and then just like blow it up and take over the whole world. So, yeah. Anyway. So, all right. But so you can, could you, um, do research and find me like, find like the best markets that you think yeah. would be best for wholesaling. Cause I'm talking to Kale about like, okay, w- do we want to focus in California? Do we want to go focus on another area? Do we want to do multiple markets with wholesaling? What do we want to do? So yeah, that would be I'm pretty gonna, cool. It'll be, uh, towards the end of the year, probably like late December, but yeah, I'm no, going to I'll basically publish, and I, I did this 
in a, in a very small way before, uh, right? I sent it out because some people had asked, but I'll send out a whole bunch of, of markets and, and really just some information about them and say, here's here's what we know about these these markets. Yeah. Um, and here's why they would be attractive. Here's why they would not be attractive. Just send them to me first. And then no, just, <laughs> just go ahead and then write. Eight, here's the deal. Like for me, 18 grand, as long as I'm like, you know, using you a lot, it's it's like a drop in the bucket. I don't care about that at all. It's like one deal, see, right? It's like honestly, Justin, like it's I almost everybody I deal with is in CG. Yeah, because they all feel like that. They're like, oh yeah, I can make that. No problem. I'll, I'll do that the first month. Yeah, okay. I'm like, when do I get my stuff? Yeah, and I'm like, like uh, oh, hold on, I'm like I got, it's gonna take a couple weeks, and they're like, hurry up. Uh, yeah, I just want to know that. You know, of course, if I'm gonna send out a hundred mailers with you, that doesn't make sense. But eighteen, it's like okay, yeah, whatever. Next, okay, how yeah. much? Because I recognize I can make several million dollars you know whatever so yeah okay thank you for having me man i appreciate it if i won't see you beforehand so uh, merry christmas in advance man have a good christmas and awesome 2016 man all right all right we'll be in touch okay bye Hey everybody, this is Andy McFarland with I Love Real Estate Stories. Some of you guys might know if you've watched my YouTube channel over the last two years, me and my older brother Jason do this video channel called I Love Real Estate Stories. So um, I wrote a goal, and I'm really big on goals, but I wrote a goal in January of 2015, and I write it every day. And here's the goal, guys. I'll be extremely transparent. I said, I have 2015 YouTube subscribers by December 31st, 2015. Now, guys, here's the powerful thing about goals. You got to write them down. You got to make them specific and you got to give them a timeline. Well, the timeline is basically the forcing mechanism. And I'm coming to you guys in the 11th hour and saying, I've got like 600 subscribers in my YouTube channel. And I want to make sure that I get the right subscribers. This isn't growth hacking. This is people that find value from what it is that I do. Uh, everything's free on my YouTube channel. But um, this, this is basically me reaching out. If you've ever watched any of my videos and it's gotten value, please subscribe to my YouTube channel before December 31st, 2015. And... Um, if you haven't ever watched my video channel, please go there. And if you find it valuable, subscribe. I don't want people that aren't ever going to watch my videos. That's not what I'm all about. I just want to add value to people. So please help me get my goal. I'm being extremely transparent right now. I'm feeling kind of vulnerable about this, but it was a goal that I wrote and I want to do the best I can to push it. So go to, I love real estate stories on YouTube, uh, and, and hit the subscribe button. I would greatly appreciate it and watch the progress right now. As I'm, when I'm saying this, I've got about 600 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And I'm trying to get basically 1,400 other subscribers in three weeks, which would be a huge task because I've got 600 people over two years. So I would appreciate your help and support here. But only, and I mean only, guys, if you like what we're doing there. I don't want this growth hacking technique of people that don't enjoy what I'm doing. So appreciate you guys, and we'll see you there. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your your ultimate house flipping resource. For intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.